Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to I'd Sooner Forget This, a podcast where guests share with you a part of themselves from their past. For example, when I was 19, I wrote a blog about fitness where I wrote, I believe we should all watch what we eat, but still eat what we want within reason. If you're sweating mayo when you climb the stairs, then you may want to cut back on the McDonald's and pop to the gym. With us this week is Lewis Griffin, who is an actor, DJ, and one of my oldest school friends. What? what? Hello. Daryl, how's it going? It's really good. Um, to set the scene, we, although went to school with each other, like, through pretty much the entire school. first school, pretty much, wasn't it? Yeah, all the way through to college, high school. Went to college together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sixth form. But we haven't seen each other for, like, maybe two or three years. And that was quite brief. Yeah, it was uh, Christmas when we were in the pub uh, where me and you used to live in good old Caistra on Sea. Uh, yeah, basically all the rap scallions and that meet up at the same pub each Christmas Eve. So yeah, you, uh, we normally see each other for a little bit each time every Christmas. And the tradition in that pub is that someone gets glassed on Christmas Eve. <laughs> Last year it was Daryl. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's why he moved to Bristol. Yeah, yeah. Um, and why I don't go to that pub anymore. Um <laughs> So, what are we going to be looking at today? So, what I have for you and your listeners today is a terribly embarrassing folder of um, a couple of photos from around 2005, uh, back in my MySpace sort of emo hardcore days. Uh, I had a little look a second ago. There is an emo claw in one of the photos. Perfect. Uh, for those that are unaware of what an emo claw is, uh, back in the hardcore metal scene days. The emo claw, it's kind of... How would you describe that, Daryl? It's just a, you make a ridiculously weird-looking claw out of your hand. Looks a little bit like the alien, the... <laughs> face hugger, yeah. The face hugger, that's it, yeah. It, it looks like you're holding a coconut and you're checking, like, feeling the weight of sure, it. Sure, yeah, but this is an invisible coconut. That's a perfect way to describe it. It's an Im- holding an invisible coconut. And um, checking how heavy and check, it is. Yeah, checking how heavy it is. <laughs> uh, so, right, let's look at the first okay, photo. Okay, so first we have, this is my old uh, bedroom in my uh, parents' house back in Caister. 
And so there's there's a coding, there's there's a there's a artistry to the MySpace angle and the MySpace pose from back in the day. I'm sure again a lot of the listeners are aware of the classic MySpace pose, the sort of what angle would that be? Maybe like a seventy eight degree angle looking down? Yeah, I think the big part of it as well is that you cannot actually see much of myself yeah, in yeah. the photo. <laughs> no, so that that's part of the artistry of the old uh, photos is to get as much in around you and kind of what you're wearing in the photo more than just actually what Facebook nowadays is where it's a face photo of your face. So we've got my bin in the background there uh, and just a collection of my old uh, trainers i mean it looks like an absolute mess like was your bedroom quite messy uh it actually wasn't to be fair if if the, there's one lime green shoe out of place and if that wasn't there it wouldn't it doesn't look that bad like i've recently looked back on my myspace mm. and it's they've totally removed everything which kind of made myspace myspace yeah because you used to be able to f- sort of fully uh edit and design your own website pretty much for free yeah, you'd like copy and paste HTML. Exactly, yeah. So you could have your own backgrounds. And obviously back when we were kids, before the internet was what it is today, that was a pretty pretty radical move on mm. MySpace's terms. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sorry, r- can I just mention, I just re- I've only just realised that uh, I'm wearing a hoodie with my hood up, uh, with no top on underneath the hoodie, with the hoodie slightly unzipped so you can see a slight bit of my prepubescent chest <laughs> looks smoother than a, a waxed floor so can you remember can you remember taking this photo i can't specifically remember th- this exact moment but i can remember this sort of part of my life if that makes sense mm. and that sort of time period where i thought it was the cool thing to take these sort of photos i guess with my aviator glasses on inside my bedroom with the curtains shut and this <laughs> light on above me. Um, yeah. So when was this? So your- it, this would have been a, a similar time to the next photo. So around 2005. So I would have been, yeah, 14, 15, 16. This is going into college? Or b- b- just before college. Yeah. yeah, just before college. Which does explain the, the next photo. Yeah, so the next photo we have is uh, an, an action shot, I believe uh, you could call it. It's me uh, dancing uh, <laughs> in a dance-off surrounded by a lot of white people <laughs> <laughs> from 2005. Uh, 30th of March 2005. So, Which is bizarre because only because we're recording on the 29th yeah. of march um as if we're honoring the memory of this photo say, yeah uh, when me and daryl grew up caster on sea uh it was wasn't rich in in uh difference in cultures uh when when we were there so i i was and one of the darkest people in the area i guess at the time and i'm very beige <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, this is a great example of of growing up in a in a predominantly white school. That the two, the only two mixed race or black guys in the school are in the middle of the dance floor dancing, <laughs> <Whilst> surrounded. <laughs> no, the pe- <laughs> the people. If you look, the people that are around us aren't actually dancing or going along with it. They actually, it actually does look like an advert for sort of racism. Like they're all just sort of watching us as if it's a. Uh, a TV show or something. So can, can you remember um, 
because that, that that I is can't a, I can't remember prop. this. I I again not specifically. This was just before Joseph started the dance off uh, at the prom. Uh, but I remember like a hazy image of Joseph doing his best Joseph dancing and me being like, yeah, this guy is making me want to dance. So I think that was the premise. And I yeah, kind of remember that rocking the sick cornrows as well. And the weirdly like chocolate, chocolate brown shirt for <laughs> beige <laughs> cotton. What are they called? I have a sleeveless jumper. What are they called? Like... I can't even remember. That's the first and only time I've ever worn one of them. I remember you being very cool at school. But but looking at this (laughs) photo, um, yeah. Yeah, this helps explain why you would hang out with me still. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It was all all an illusion, I think. So with prom, um, I can't can't remember. Did Did you go with anyone? I didn't. No, I went with DJ Jack... I think Ricky was in the in the limo as well. We went as a group of lads because mm. none of us lads, lads, lads. Uh, none of us had girlfriends or or any sort of thing like that. So yeah, we just thought it'd be fun to go together. Um, I don't remember much from the prom, but I actually remember after the prom. So an old guy from school, he had an after party, and th- there was going to be alcohol there. And because I, again, I was very uncool at, at this age, I'd never sort of drank or anything like that so i was like oh my god uh drank probably a really small amount ended up getting really drunk went back to i remember i went back to my now and then best mate jack wallace uh we went back to his mum's house because she lived down the road from ashley and we got back at like maybe like one in the morning which again uh, back then seemed like for what now would be like five six in the morning maybe uh was too scared to obviously try and knock on the door because jack ha- didn't have a, a key to get in and we were too scared to like wake his mum up to let her know that we've come back drunk at this uh late so we just slept in the garden for like eight hours in the cold and i <laughs> i got the worst deal out of it because josh pierce was also there he found a towel so he had a, he was sat on a deck chair with a towel over him jack <laughs> jack i think was under the table so he had kind of cover and stuff and i'd been left with just like a, a slab of pavement basically so i kind of just curled up into a fetal position drunk and not really knowing what was going on and yeah woke up at like I think like five in the morning his mum had come downstairs because she's a nurse so she gets up early and had seen us in the garden and was like get inside (laughs) (laughs) and that was when I'd had my first job as well so I was working as a as a basically a uh, I just washed dishes in a cafe along the seafront in Great Yarmouth and I'd worked the next day and that was the first time I'd ever had to call in sick to work for being hungover because my mum came and picked me up and I just was like it was awful I just couldn't do anything so I had to I just told her straight, I was like, I can't go into work because I I drank alcohol yesterday and felt like the world's worst son because <laughs> I had to miss that day of work <laughs> at the cafe. How did your mum react to you drinking? She was actually quite cool about it. I think back in the day, my mum probably was was uh, one to go against the rules uh, a, a lot. So I think she, again, I was very uncool at this time and not much of a sort of rebel in any way whereas i think my mum was so mm. me drinking after a prom night uh sort of but still going back to my best mate's parents house was still quite okay ish so uh i don't think i got punished or anything though she just like took me back home and was like gave me that parental disapproving look drinking then falling asleep in your friend's garden is the 
most least rebellious way of being rebellious exactly yeah exactly <laughs> which was all my vibe really uh, yeah uh like i still have never been in a fight or anything like that so yeah that's about that was about as rebellious as i would get <laughs> as little as rebellious as i could be um so i think we should move on to an, <laughs> another photo uh so yeah the next one uh god what is going on firstly i can see i've got the classic remember the classic emo studded belts oh my god yes yes did yours have stars on it uh no mine was just the the square studs uh the square silver studs on the leather black belt um so i was rocking that i've got my adidas hoodie on again this time i've got a t-shirt underneath the hoodie though and i'm just um it's another MySpace angle. What I love is the, the the shoes, how you've got your feet. That's very much of the time. Oh, it's amazing that everyone was just replicating the same photo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the your feet, feet together. Are, yeah. It was fully straight legs. Yeah. It, it's, inter- it's interesting. It was like very of the time, but there's always stuff like it. Like these days, there's like, there's been like duck face. Sure. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. Even the dab. Uh, at the moment i think that's yeah. probably the latest one is uh, either the video of it or someone getting an action shot of them dabbing yeah, and yeah. instantly becoming facebook profile picture worthy with um like the whole emo like subculture sure were you actually like into it oh no so i, I wasn't an actual i wasn't an emo uh like one of those dudes that's in all black as again like I, I still always was sort of my own version of myself uh but this was around that sort of time where a lot of music was listened to like that and i i never sort of was one like you had but yeah like you had grunge kids and stuff or mm. the skater kids and stuff i always kind of didn't stick to one circle or whatever so even here i know i mean uh, this is that sort of phase but i've got again like a chocolate brown hoodie with an or- with orange adidas stripes and like a bright white flat peak cap and bright white shoes as opposed to the all black sort of depressed thing so what music were you listening to i uh, at this moment it would have been yeah lots of like hardcore and metal music um off the top of my head things like 50 lions an old australian hardcore band lots of two steps and moshing and then hip-hop and stuff like that i still listen to lots of that sort of music as well but this was where i sort of grew my love for for like rock and metal and stuff like that as well i reckon so this next one kind of brings up a big part of that, that kind that, of yeah the weeb yeah <laughs> <laughs> so so describe this photo uh okay so again it's another bedroom shot uh this time we've it's the same myspace angle uh in the background this time we've got uh and uh, looks like my, dirty clothes yeah it's my chair but i've got another outfit lined up there do you know what? i remember this this was my polo shirt phase i've noticed throughout the years I sometimes will go through phases of what like, at the moment my phase is uh, smaller t-shirts tucked into my trousers it's just don't know why or where it came from but just one day I must have worn something like it and thought actually I quite like that look and this this at this moment I remember I can actually specifically remember saying to my mum if you ever buy me t-shirts now don't buy me t-shirts because I don't wear t-shirts anymore I only wear polo shirts <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I got polo shirt on, but the main yeah the main part of the the photo is I'm halfway through weaving with that uh, um, coconut hand coconut hand that we discussed earlier. I've got cornrows in the picture and they're fresh as well. So I definitely this was like a to show off the new hair, the new cornrow hair. Uh, this definitely would have been 
the main reason for this photo with your ear had you stretched it yeah this uh so yeah this was i started stretching my ear like when i was when i was still in high school i think in our last year of high school because i remember i got i got sent home one day because uh our old head um the deputy headmaster didn't he like punch you or something once or throw something at you <laughs> like a like yeah the deputy head did oh, once. I remember this he threw did he didn't punch me no it wasn't a he threw a a rugby rugby ball ball at you but like with like full adult force to a 15 year old kid yeah it hit you in the stomach didn't it right in the stomach i fell to the ground (laughs) and And it just carried on i think i don't even think he was like apologetic about it no that was like as if it was some sort of training like like <laughs> this is the real world uh, yeah, yeah. i don't know why he's south american all of them <laughs> like this is how you go oh, i don't want i didn't want to learn how to play rugby nah yeah it wasn't my sport either i was too weedy and skinny i just push you'd push me over and i'd just fall to the ground um <sighs> that's brilliant sorry but, no, no that's it's <laughs> good it's good to be reminded of that, yeah, of that time uh, horrendous rug people <laughs> wind you by your deputy head i also remember um i can't remember who i did it to but i tried i well, we were playing rugby once yeah uh like being like at school being like uh during pe mm-hmm. and i tried tackling someone and instead just grabbed their uh <laughs> didn't you get dragged along by them as well for a bit <laughs> no or did yeah, they make I did. that bit up yeah, <laughs> like you held on yeah uh, nowhere near as far as what you were <laughs> imagining expect, yeah, <laughs> like 12 feet down yeah <laughs> um, right we need to move back on to you very quickly um uh ear stretching yes yeah Uh, yeah he sent me home one day because it was at it was at the point i just stretched it from like a 0.3 or whatever to like one millimeter so i still had the actual stretching so it's still healing at the time so i refused to take it out because it would heal so yeah now i've got my ear stretched here again a big part of the culture of the metal hardcore scene back then when i would go to the rock shows i got to 14 millimeters um it was big <laughs> i still have a, i still have a thing here now yeah i can see it's a bit um stretched stretched i actually looked into this the other day online uh because i fear that it may uh stop me at some point from getting a uh, more tv or film obviously for close-up if i got a gaping hole in my ear it's not as bad as what it was but uh with all of this blooming um surgery stuff that's so popular now there's so many good surgeons that just stitch it up for me so we're cool guys we're all good well i can see yeah i can see it being relatively simple yeah in, yeah uh yeah but so. I, I i think i remember at school everyone used to say that it was what anything past like 10 millimeters that's when it would stop healing yeah 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 because yeah it got to it gets to a point obviously where you stretch the earlobe enough that it won't sort of shrink back mm. at the time mm. i remember like the the weaving and like the kind of shouting. I used to like bands like Trivium. Who yes. Are, weren't yeah, a hardcore yeah, yeah. band, but they're but heavy still metal. under that. Yeah. Yeah. Heavy metal sort of. I, I loved the music and hated the singing. Yeah. No, I, yeah, I, it was weird. I don't, cause I, I've have an abundance of energy. I probably will do this on this, uh, on this episode 
blabble quite a bit because I just get excited. I just I I think I have like a small form of ADHD or undiagnosed, uh, but not to the point where I'd need to be diagnosed. Mm. Uh, so for for me, especially going to the metal and hardcore shows with the mosh pits and stuff, it was like a a release of energy for me as well. Like being able to run around and f- like cartwheel around in a big thing, like <laughs> dodging punches and kicks and stuff, and shouting and screaming as loud as I could. Like it was it was a great energy. Uh, you remember what I was like, especially as a kid as well. Yeah. It was a lot worse than what I am now. I've managed to slightly hone in <laughs> the the energy that sort of would just burst through me so do you remember the first one of the the first gig that you that went, I went to, to. <sighs> like not first gig ever but like first gig in this kind of style the first hardcore metal show i can't remember but i knew it was in lower stuff there was an old uh which is in suffolk again near where me and daryl used to live norfolk suffolk was sort of half an hour away and there was for whatever reason a big sort of metal hardcore scene there and a lot of promoters so a lot of the gigs would be put on there and that's where adam my other best mate uh was from so i'd stay around his a lot and go there it was a place called Seabreeze, which was a uh, terribly run down sort of gentleman's pub downstairs and then they just rented the space upstairs for who who would ever give the money uh quite cheaply so yeah these sort of young metal promoters would just put these gigs on there and do you remember enjoying it oh yeah i was i was like again growing up in in that area being one uh, one of the only sort of brown-skinned people uh but i would love to dance all genres of music so when i heard about moshing moshing in hardcore was a bit different to just like the push mosh that you got back in the 90s of like nirvana-esque sort of mosh pits uh like there's the two-step which two-step so the two-step would be a dance move like there were dance moves daryl to metal and hardcore so there's the two-step which I I think it might have been derived from sort of punk and old Scar. Mm. You know the old two-step that you got in Scar, the little one-two? Yeah. It's pretty much that, but rather than sort of kick your feet out, you would do like a figure of eight motion. So your right leg would go anti-clockwise to your left and then your left leg would go clockwise to your right and you'd repeat that. And there were specific moments in, in... there's two-step moments in metal and hardcore music like uh, a certain bpm beat which is that's that's the moment everyone gets into two-step and again because i used to dance and stuff i was quite like not everyone could two-step like you know what i mean you get the two-steppers come in and then when that bit finishes then the moshers would come back in swinging their arms around and stuff so um i could two-step quite well and because i'm so lanky as well i i had a presence in the mosh pit and also being brown, surrounded by white emo kids. Uh, yeah, I was definitely a presence at, at that Seabreeze place. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. 
If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Right, so we should move on to another photo. Yeah, should we have a look at another one? I quite like, shall we try this one? Yeah. Yeah. So this one, I've got, so this is, apart from the dancing photo, this is the only non-selfie photo, actually. Uh, And again, I've picked just a great, like a great um, pose for the the picture, rather than just your bog standard standing looking at the camera. So I'm crouched down. I think this might be at the Roman ruins. Oh, uh, yeah, I was trying to work out where uh, it was. So yeah. Where me and Daryl lived back in Caister, there's this, a small patch of land where when the Romans were, were doing what the Romans do, there's an area which has been kept because there's bits of brickwork and stuff which still stands from the, that era, uh, which was just a spot where we'd go and chill out sometimes at night. Remember, we used to do it. We filmed a couple of like short films there. So, yeah, we're, we're, I'm here with... I don't know who. Uh, yeah, I'm crouched down looking... That I must just be looking into the sky specifically for the Photoshop, to like <laughs> for the angle of the face. Do you know what I mean? And then this uh, this is probably the worst one for me because one of my pet peeves with I'm very very open when it comes to fashion and wear what you want, but one of my pet peeves is the flat peak cap, slightly twisted to like a thirty degree angle to the left or right. And I have to say I'm wearing a flat peak cap which looks too big for my head slid to the side and i got the uh you see the um the rubber wristbands as well oh remember my that God. that phase as well back when we were kids like they it started off as a charity thing didn't it remember you used to again you guys would know of this the charity wristbands that you pay like 10 15p in your local little shop or whatever and it goes to cancer research or something so the colors represent whatever it meant but you'd get those kids at school that would like come in with like their whole arm just full it would look like a like a gauntlet glove of different <laughs> colors of different charities and and local whatever companies that have made these little rubbery uh wristbands i'd completely forgotten, forgotten about, about yeah. this this one i think i got from my dad actually it's black and white which i am because he works for the prison service uh and he used to work for like a company within the prison service called respect which is like eliminating racism in the workplace so i was like yeah i'll represent that oh so so this came together yeah yeah black it was a black and white wristband and i was like yo i am black and white like what this could be perfect and fighting racism jeez (laughs) (laughs) well that's the interesting thing with those wristbands is that like they were a fashion accessory but they were also meant to be a charity thing sure yeah but like it it moved beyond beyond charity and became just well like i said yeah and you get those annoying kids that would be like oh i've got 50 look uh, what do they mean i don't know but you know look how many i've got you've only got three (laughs) 
Uh, <laughs> all of these photos are from the period of time between school and, and college. college. Yeah, yeah. So at the time you you worked, what, part-time or full-time in a at, cafe? At this point, I think I was still just part-time in the cafe. Around this time, maybe first year of college, so maybe just after these photos, I started to work. I had my first retail job. I worked in River Island in the Great Yarmouth Town Centre. I uh, started off in the women's wear bit, which was great because I was just surrounded by women all the time. And uh, again, I was never sort of a... I, I would hang out with girls and stuff, but again, being the non-rebellious, sort of just geeky young kid, like there were, I would never try do anything with them, you know what I mean? Or maybe try kiss them or something, and that would be as crazy as I would go. Uh, so yeah, that was fun working in River Island, being surrounded by women all the time. I, we moved house around this sort of time because uh, we moved from Caister back to Great Yarmouth at this point because I remember when we started Sixth Form College, I was really upset because all of you guys would go get the bus from uh, the old Budgeons, the old like co-op shop. Mm. When you get the bus, that bus stop out there and I'd have to get it on my own from Great Yarmouth and I was like, ah, oh, like starting off college like um, like this was rubbish. That's all I can really... I knew we moved from Caister to Great Yarmouth around that... Must have been around that sort of time because I specifically remember that 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 thing of getting the bus on my own from Great Yarmouth and not getting it with all of you lot like on the first day of college and stuff. Uh, so what's this next photo? So this uh, penultimate photo, with it's uh, another prom photo, but this is pre-prom. This is, again, me in my bedroom. And this is the this is actually quite a good angle, this one, because it's got my full outfit. I think that was, this, was, this was the reasoning for the MySpace uh, pose, because at this angle, you've got your whole outfit in the photo. Right, Do you know what I mean? Of course, you'll take obviously now the selfie that we take now is normally waist up, mm. whereas from this angle, again, as you guys will see, uh, you you see what trainers I'm wearing, as my trousers, you even got a bit of my hair in there as well, so you got the full outfit. It's made me think because with say that kind of culture was that the shoes were a big part of it. Exactly, yeah. Which you have got the classic check vans. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, the pull on ones as well. This, yeah, I mean. Not that this outfit is great, but I, again, always remember enjoying... I've never followed fashion, but I've always enjoyed to just wear what I've liked. And for my prom, I decided rather than the sort of stereotypical prom outfit you'd go for, yeah, so I've got the chocolate chocolate checked slip-on Vans, uh, chocolate... <laughs> I think this is all from Top Man as well. It reminds <laughs> me of that episode on the Mighty Boosh Top Shop. Top shop, <laughs> top shop, top shop, top uh, shop. So, yeah, no, they're van shoes, top shop, chocolate brown uh, trousers, a chocolate brown top, so- top shop shirt, and then, Jesus, it's like, must- uh, like a stripy tie with chocolate, beige, cream, and mustard on it. And some it- aviator glasses and my hair cornrowed. It's the most brown... Mm prom outfit that i've ever seen <laughs> normally it's like it's black and white well yeah yeah or like a teal or something maybe yeah. with a white shirt but nah yeah well i was adamant that i was wearing something that no one else would be wearing to the prom hence the cornrows as well obviously i mean you guys could have cornrowed your hair but wouldn't have looked nowhere near as great on your guys <laughs> pale heads unfortunately <laughs> um yeah so this was ju- yeah just before prom this was my this was my making sure everyone knew how sick i looked in my prom prom outfit i like this one actually 
how young I look in it. It's mad, isn't it? You don't imagine people looking as young well, so, as what they did. Even because I hadn't seen you for a few years, I still have a very detailed image of your face mm. and like your features. But yeah, the the thing that you, you don't really clock is like the small things. Yeah, just like uh, yes, yeah, it's really hard. like I can't explain it properly. Do you know what I mean? Because you look older, but you still look exactly how my image in my head of you is and has always been from a kid yeah but like yeah like obviously when you analyze the photos things like having bags under your eyes things like that do you know what i mean that that yeah yeah and having no facial hair exactly yeah i mean i'm still only just about getting to the facial hair stage <laughs> but yeah it's definitely a lot more than than when i was that age i don't think i hit puberty until i was like 18 and a half <laughs> <laughs> um so we've got one more photo yeah, to look and at i think yeah, this could be the best one. Wow. Look at, look at that. I'm pouting. That's like a full-on Caitlyn Jenner pout. <laughs> <laughs> I really like this t-shirt, though. I remember this t-shirt. I remember I had a thing of having a t-shirt in every color. This was obviously after the polo shirt phase. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, you sp- so so just explain what's on the t-shirt. Uh, it's, yeah, just a classic Game Boy. Again, not shying the way from I still am and always have been a big geek. And so you you really intentionally brought a t-shirt in every single colour you could think of? I think so. Again, like, because I don't really shop like clothes shop. Even back then, it would be more like, oh, I've not got a red t-shirt and that's quite a nice red t-shirt. Let's go for that one. Do you know what I mean? Rather than, I mean... I don't think they do. Some people, you know, where they only ever wear like a white t-shirt or something. You know what I mean? I'd like to, yeah. Be able to explore the the range of colours that t-shirts came in. I've spoken about this before because a lot of my uh, like a lot of people I know and stuff, even just through acting or just growing up in in London and stuff, like fashion people or people that work for fashion company. I had a discussion or I read it or something about how the clothes we wear project our own personalities, and I think from looking at this, it definitely is true. I've always kind of been an out there person in my sort of personality and energy um even just as simple as sort of saying hello to people as i walk past them and i think i mean some of these outfits definitely say hello to people (laughs) i remember i that's just remind me i remember once when when i was uh this is a few years later uh when i was in my first year of university so obviously after college university that's where you really explore who you are as a person so god i can't even remember what outfit i had on probably ridiculously tight skinny jeans and Something else is just just as ridiculous. I was in town and a dad walked past me with his little son who must have been about like 10 or something. And as I walked past them, I walked past them. I just heard the little kid go, Daddy, why is he dressed like that? And I swear down, the dad just goes, because he's a prick. (laughs) (laughs) I I just smiled to myself. There was nothing else that I could really really do. Yeah, because, yeah. People say it to me a lot now, actually. They're like, oh, like, you've got that on. Like, if I wore that, I'd look like a twat. But when you wear it, it looks all right. And uh, I think that's kind of, I've done that throughout life. I've managed to get away with wearing some things which are really ridiculous. People ask me that a lot sometimes. Like, oh, you must be well into your fashion and, like, brands. And I'm like, uh, apart from, yeah, I think I stole these socks that I'm wearing now. I bought these shoes, like, as a Christmas present to myself. These trousers were hand-me-downs. Someone gave them to me. And this T-shirt was given to me as well by my best mate. 
I think yeah. I stole to, this hat as well. When we say stealing, oh, like off a friend, not <laughs> out. Yeah, not. From, <laughs> 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 no, yeah, start, uh, the socks. Yeah, no, I think these were my dad's socks, and I quite like them. Uh, I like a good grey sock, and the hat I stole off of. Uh, yeah, my best friend a few days ago in Bristol. Actually, um, I say steal. I said I'll borrow it, but whether I'll give it back is another question. Indefinitely. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Are you happy that I made you dig up these photos? I am, actually, yeah. I mean, I, they were on my laptop. I didn't have to do too much digging. Um, I'm not one really to take lots of photos. I'm not that sort of guy. But um, it actually is quite nice to have these sort of photos around uh, more. Obviously, it's been 10, 15 years. So that's when it's obviously nice to look back on these things and... It's quite nice and humbling as well to remind myself of how much of a geek and uncool I am. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's nice. And also nice to see that I've developed from that to to who I am now, who I'm, I'm quite proud of who I am, Daryl, as a person. So not that I was a bad person then, but... I was a bad photo taker then. <laughs> you feel like you, <laughs> my photo taking skills definitely gotten better for sure. <laughs> um, I think what we've got to do, so I'm saying, uh, not always take um, uh, a selfie at sure. the end of us both together. But I sure. think what we need to also do is one of these photos. Together. I reckon if I, because of my la- lanky arms, I should be able to get us both in one <laughs> MySpace posed photo. Maybe with a, a an emo claw in it as well. We need an emo claw and we also need to have our shoes in it. Yes. And I've got some sick shoes on today, guys. <laughs> some pink Adidas hamburgers. You guys are going to love it. Um, it's been really fun having you on. Yeah, thank you so much, man. Uh, apologies to any of the listeners if I've rambled too much about bullshit <laughs> this podcast is all about all rambling. about the bullshit <laughs> no, <I'm joking. laughs> uh, amazing um if people wanted to um find you how on the old social networking hype absolutely um, um, obviously there's your myspace where some of, of these- course <laughs> twitter uh at d because i dj as well so i just have it as my dj name it's at dj underscore underscore bb Loving those underscores, isn't it? Double I? underscore. Yeah, well, because a lot of websites you can't put a full stop in in the in between it. Mm. Someone already had at DJ BB, so no one's thinking of putting two underscores in between <laughs> the DJ and the BB. Daryl, shut <laughs> up. <laughs> uh, Amazing. Yeah. It's been so much fun. Uh, absolute pleasure, man. Thank you for having me. If you've enjoyed uh, today's episode, then please do give us a review um, and f- make sure that you subscribe to the podcast. Um, do it. it. It makes a huge difference um, to how many people um, find out about it. You can also follow at I'd Sooner Forget and find the Facebook page. I'd Sooner Forget This. You've got to look at it this week so that you can see all the amazing photos. Do of it Lewis. now. Just, uh, can I do a little s- selfless plug? Of course, potentially. So, yeah. So, I'm just about to start rehearsals for a theatre show that I'm going to be in over the summer. Uh, we start on the 30th of May. Uh, it's a tale of two cities. It's a new adaption of an old Charles Dickens story um, set during the French Revolution uh, in between uh, going to France and England. Previews start from around the start of july so keep an eye out it's at the regent's park open air theater so if you go onto their website you can check it out and come watch me be a french revolutionist thank you uh for listening and um come back next week for another fantastic guest bye (laughs) 